that long day behind you Good times lie ahead With company worth keeping That'll bash a smile on your head Come on in, the doors open You'll find just the finest folks here Pull up a chair, grab a drink And let our stories your ear Cause we're the talk, talk, talk the tavern Here you're always welcome The talk, talk, talk the tavern Promising beer and bed love And then some to talk, talk, talk the tavern. The song's over. Here we come. Welcome to the tavern. We'll get to the topic and discussion in just a moment. Just want to let everybody know this is an adult show with adult topics, adult humor, and in other words, uh, we drink, we smoke, we swear, and we laugh at things we probably shouldn't, but we do it together. For those listening to the podcast, we record the podcast on our live stream at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk and have a live interactive chat audience. You might hear the sound of the bell, and that means I want to interrupt somebody to read a question or comment. For those on the live stream, we won't read off everything you put in chat, but we'll try to get to the most relevant or the most amusing, but hopefully some combination of the both. Now, while we introduce ourselves, go ahead and let us know what your vices are tonight. Okay, and as I said, I'm Travis Isivart, author of incredible um, writing with words and the books and the things. Like Portals, Silver and Smith. Check him out. Portals is now expanding, and the next book is almost completed being writing. My vices tonight are some wonderful lumberjack-shaped pipes with C&D Dark Cherry Cavendish or Vanilla Cavendish. And I am drinking everything I can get my hands on. Um, water. And um, Grant's Scotch. So, let's talk to our long-lost brother here, Ed. What up, homies? Um, my vices tonight is uh, Miomi Pinot Noir. And just before the show started, I ate a brownie. Now I'm not allowed to babysit anymore, but uh, that's how it goes. Uh, Andrew, what's your vices tonight? brownie um so knitting coffee that that's it what's in your coffee 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 water coffee and bitterness no that's just me oh i could be in your knitting too it's up to you your call <laughs> i'm not gonna tell you what to do okay so Welcome to Talk of the Tavern, guys. Tonight's topic... Oh, by the way, Maria says, Vice tonight is some fancy drink from Starbucks. I already forgot what it was. Well, there'll be 1,100 calories in that. Definitely a vice on that. It's incredible how many calories you can suck down through one of those things. Um, our topic tonight is going to go over a couple of things here, but I think it's going to boil down to something like are we, as a culture, a little too sensitive at this point in time? I, I thought about a nice abbreviated version being Snowflake Umbrella for the topic, but I don't know if anybody would actually get what that would, might mean. Too much thinking to figure it out. So we've had a couple incidents recently, past couple of weeks, which, by the way, it's been four months since we broadcast. I think we were talking about this earlier. And... I What's that, it? A long time. Yeah, in a galaxy far, far away. But uh, 
so we we missed. didn't get canceled. No, just want to let everybody know that we we were not canceled. No, life yeah. showed up and overtime showed up and yeah, all that shit. And mm-hmm. Andrea got tired, so there we go. Um, so in the past few weeks, and we got married. Yes, we did get married actually mm-hmm. in the interim. So yeah, Andrea and I are now married after eight blissful years of suffering through life together. Hopefully not because of each other, but just, you know. Hold on, the cat snoring is so cute. Let me look over here. Um, but we missed a lot while we were gone. But these things are all pretty recently. We have... Oh, let me just throw this out. Um, human-sized litter boxes. Don't weigh me cards. Screaming directors. Or Spotify's misfortune. Which category would you guys like to start with? Are you asking us or asking them? It doesn't matter. But you did put in the form of questions, so you're off to a great start. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) what's behind door number eight alex (laughs) alex is dead but i do have a funko pop of him yeah it's uh andrew what do you want to start with oh wait maria has thrown in (laughs) i'm sorry did you say human litter boxes Yes, we did. Sounds like we're starting with that one. <laughs> now, Andrea, this was an article that you initially found. Do you want to tell about that opening article, and then I'll jump in afterwards? I don't have it in front of me, so I can't really say anything. Roll with what you remember. I don't remember. Um, I don't want to clean it. I don't. Re- I really don't remember what it was. I just know... Uh, what was it? A school said that they were not going to have human-sized litter boxes for the students. Who identify as? Who identify as furry? No, Ed. Do you have that article in front? Or of anybody you? else? <laughs> or anybody else? I yes. Don't have that article in front of me, but I can. Ha- I can have that article okay. in front of me. You pull that up and Hold you on. can skim it and check it out. I'll go a little more into it. So yeah. There was an uproar as I believe a school, I think it was in the Midwest, um, was reported as considering putting litter boxes in the restrooms of the school for those students who identify as cats and or furries. It was in Michigan. Michigan. Thank you. It's, uh, I, I, the only way I know where Michigan is, I know it's by that lake of the same name. It's, uh, now it did come down to, right, right. Maria says, not dissing on what somebody can identify as, but doesn't sound sanitary to me. Like who's cleaning this? That's, that, that's. That was my first thought. Like, who's responsible for that? Because college kids are gross as it is with the regular toilets. 
imagine litter everywhere through the college campus. I know how much we have to clean up after our cat. I know how much we have to clean up after our cats. Can you imagine hundreds and hundreds of students? See, the one thing I said when I first heard this is like, I am perfectly okay with this idea. I will back this idea up as soon as you show me that person who's going to use this litter box cleaning their own ass with their tongue. A, if they can reach. B, if they would do it. I'm okay. Let's roll forward on this one. So you just want to know how flexible they were. Is that what I'm hearing? No, I just want to know, but I never actually want to see it because... <laughs> Bad enough when the cats do it. So, would it be like they have to carry their own bags with them? Like when you that would be great. take your pet out? You gotta bag your own poop. I, I, I just... <laughs> I, I think I, I think that would be reasonable um, that they would have to scoop their own poop. And also, what what comes next? Do they just squat in the quad like somebody right next to their dog and not hopefully not get in a fight with the dog? Do they start marking their territory? You know, how is no, this going to No, it would work? have to be civilized. They'd have to use the, the litter box provided in the in the bathroom, but I mean, I... <laughs> Ed, do you have some thoughts on this before I go through with the second article about this? Just, it, it sounds like an employment opportunity for somebody because somebody <laughs> does have to clean that up. So it would create work. I mean, you know. That's right. Somebody going around campus with a, a broom and dustpan. Dustpan, yeah. A little and a rolled big old shower. To clean up and yeah, water pistols, you know, because <laughs> they get on the kitchen cabinet and everything, you know. By the way, to, to so would it would it be segregated like males and females, or would it just be a free for all? I mean, is it like regular toilets where they have separated and then the I don't know. So many things. So many. And uh Hello, Kennedy one oh four. How you doing? That's uh Joseph Kennedy. He was a regular here on the uh tavern back, you know, in the good old days when it was still going every week. Yeah. Um, yeah John's dad, right? No. Mm -hmm. But good guess, yeah. It could be. Okay. Um so, anyhow, good to see you, Kennedy. Thank you for popping in. Uh, appreciate you dropping the gift to the tavern the other day. Just receive that, and I'll get you that information you requested in that note soon enough. Soon enough. But, yeah, definitely appreciate that. Okay. So, the second article that came out probably two, three days after the first article was the principal basically holding a preference or a preference i'm sorry I, i'm reading other things and, and getting words mixed up a press conference which if you jam press conference together comes out as a preference it's true preference. Um, yeah, made sense to me yeah so now you can all speak travis um 
but held a press conference basically saying, no, we are not doing this because the school had parents calling in and writing in and showing up going, uh, we heard you're putting in litter boxes for certain students. And it got to such a flood of things. And apparently the, the authority figure, principal, vice principal, whoever this woman was, that made this announcement researched where this started at. And apparently it was on a Facebook group or a Reddit thread or something along those lines where basically a student did a really good job of outlining this whole plan to do this. And everybody kind of jumped on the bandwagon and rolled with it. And then suddenly... So yeah, Ed. The little box story was full of shit. Yeah, there we go. There we go. You know, I think we really... I just want to move into the next article that Andrea found. <laughs> which, Ed, I don't know if you pulled this one up. Andrea, I don't know how much you remember on this one. Oh, the card? Yeah. Oh, hold on just a second. Let's raise our glass over here to Gary, who just resubscribed. 39 months. Good to see you, buddy. Pepper Garden has subscribed for 14 months in a row. 39 total. Yo. So thank you for that support. Thank you for that subscription. And just so everybody knows, if you're watching in person, you can always subscribe on twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern. Or if you're not watching yeah, in we person... we appreciate that shit. Absolutely. And if you don't want to support that way or don't watch us live and you're listening to the podcast afterwards, remember you can always go to travisivart.com and purchase a novel. Um, Tavern Society pins, poker chips for the stream, all kinds of things. Anyhow... Moving on from that. So, Andrea, the Don't Weigh Me cards. Can you give us a brief rundown of this article that you found? So, basically, it's it's a card that says Don't Weigh Me. And they're presenting this at their medical office, at a doctor's office or whatever. And it says, Don't Weigh Me unless you can give me proof of why you need this. Why you need to do it. Unless there's a medical need for it. Yeah, you got. You have to provide a medical reason for this. You needing this information. Like, I I don't understand. It, it's the doctor's office. They do, do you, to track. Where do they get these cards? I I didn't see about that. Maybe yeah, Ed. Ed. Hello, Jules. Jewel, good to see you. Thank you for stopping in the tavern for <laughs> talking the tavern tonight. Here's to you. Ed, you have that article available? I I I can have that article available really, really quick here. Yeah, if you'll take I kind of scanned it before. It, whoa, whoa, no, don't, don't, no, I, don't I, delete I everything. It. I read it, but I didn't see where you get the cards. Maybe it's something that you have yourself. You make it. I don't. Apparently, stepping on a scale at a doctor's office can be a triggering, harmful experience. Especially if it's spring loaded and slams you into the ceiling, like it has happened to me no less than three separate occasions. 
This is why I carry my own so, Don't Weigh Me sign, but it's Wiley Coyote sent it. It just so. says, yipes, with an exclamation point. Go on, Ed. So a company out there called morelove.org came up with the idea of these cards. And you give them to your doctor to say, don't weigh me. Because I'm sensitive. Does the card actually say I'm sensitive? No. Uh, shit. I closed the article. Don't weigh me unless it's really medically necessary. That's what it says. So, Ed, you were in the military. Yeah. But you went through basic training before they had, like, the red, yellow cards, which allow you a timeout. Yeah, the, there were no damn... We're no damn timeout cards when I those yeah. came around in the late nineties, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah, I think so. And if anybody who is watching the show can go ahead and uh clarify that or, or confirm or deny that, let us know. Maria says, I don't I think, think I Um it might have been, but it was right around the turn of the millennium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because 90s. Our friends Aaron and Emmy were both in the military, and I want to say they came out just after they got out of boot camp. And it's only for boot camp. And by the way, mm -hmm. I would have to guess if they see that cart at all during boot camp that you fucking get kicked at some point. Uh, Maria, I'll explain it a little more. Going back to this card, I don't think I've uh, – or this comment you put – Maria says, I don't think I've been weighed at the office in many years. They always just ask how much I weigh. I give them an estimate and we continue on. Yeah, it's – the bottom line is there is reasons they want your weight. Do they always need it? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> Jules says, I like it better when doctors use kilos rather than pounds. <laughs> Half the woman I used to be. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's – pertinent to all kinds of things if you're looking at potential diabetes cholesterol high blood pressure heart disease all these things relate yeah andrea so i i know that when i go to the doctor they do that but a lot of times they prescribe medication or something and they need to know, your weight, so your they know the dosage Just, right mm -hmm. i don't know right there's that too yeah they're prescribing a medication Weight makes a difference. Um, mm -hmm. Can move you from a different dosage. Now, Maria, to explain the yellow card thing, in the U.S. at least, in the very late 90s or the early 2000s, apparently you no longer had to wear combat shoes, combat boots during basic training. You could wear like high tops or sneakers. And you also were given the ability to take a time out. By holding yeah, you're up three so, yellow cards. Okay. Yeah, three yellow cards. And I guess once you use your third one, you go, I'm done, I'm leaving. No, you're just shit out of luck after that. What? No, do you? So I didn't know about. Uh huh. I didn't know about the shoe thing, but isn't that like unsafe to what? wear just regular high tops? Seems. <sighs> <laughs> here's the deal combat boots are uncomfortable now yeah, i'm sure. sure they give you insoles at this point in time because 
the military pounds it into you how important your feet are. Keep them dry, keep them healthy, keep them safe, blah, blah, blah. And then they give you crap-ass fucking boots that tear the fuck out of your arch. So it wasn't unreasonable, and it was an exchange. The support combat boots give you is for the ankle. And Ed, I wasn't in the military, so you correct me if I'm hitting anything wrong or you've got something to add. To, to oh, no. That, yeah, it's for the ankle. Yeah. What'd you say, Andrea? Yeah, but no. they weren't like steel toed or anything and no. all that. No, they're not steel toed or anything. It's it's mainly no. to protect your ankle. Well, and Gary, who is in chat here and who was military also, Army, um, <laughs> says you're not supposed to be comfortable at all until you are authorized to do so. Gary then expresses the scary and extreme point of view. This bullshit weakens troops and there is that argument um if you can't handle uncomfortable shoes and exhaustion when going back to a safe barracks with three meals a day though your meals may be restricted or altered or whatever can you handle a combat zone and this is a long argument that there, there's validity to both sides in my opinion some people don't agree with there being validity on both sides but yeah i get both sides yeah, we we call well. My platoon called some shit when I was in boot camp. It wasn't really major. We didn't really get in trouble, but there was some screaming and yelling about it. Um, a, a tradition in the Marine Corps at that time was a five mile boot run, okay. and you ran in formation, so everybody made it through. Um, the day before our boot run, because of some investigation they had just had, they said nope. We can't have a boot run no more. You have to run in tennis shoes because of how boots can screw up your feet, blah, 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 blah. We turned out in formation with our boots on in spite of what our drill instructor just told us. So we did our five-mile boot run. And after it was over, commanders were screaming all over the place. Again, pros and cons on that. Um... And with the troop show, the bottom line is, if you're working with a tool, you want to take care of that tool, whether it's the first time and you do have to loosen up to a tool. Mm -hmm. And that's what soldiers are for a country. They are a tool. And I know we all want to stand up and say they're human beings for God's sake. And yes, they are. But they're a tool. And just like if you work for a big company, you're a fucking cog and a machine, motherfucker. You ain't a human being. Now on the a number on a piece of paper, right? And that's a horrible truth of human nature. Um, Gary says, as it turns out, there were too many foot casualties as a result of running in boots. Yeah. So what I'm saying, switching to high tops or whatever during basic training, or getting insoles or whatever it is, upgrading the boot, not unreasonable. Uh, contract goes to the lowest bidder. No, there's that too. <laughs> so back to the don't weigh me cards and remember we're kind of going with are we too sensitive so with the don't weigh me cards we've already expressed there's logical reasons for it which may not be needed every time for every person but what's everybody think I, I just want to go pen and teller bullshit or not 
bullshit. It's bullshit. I mean, I have gone into the doctor's office and as you're going back, you step on the scales. Like, oh man, you got to do that again. And the nurses actually said, oh no, 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 you don't have to do that. It's like, I'm just kidding. It's just, you know, I'll step on the fucking scale. I don't care. I know I'm a fat fuck, so get my weight. Let's move on. Yeah. And just for everybody viewing or listening or whatever, Ed served in the Marines and Army National Guard. And what else, Ed? Did I, is there more? That was it. Okay. Um, And it was Army National Guard. It's not Army and then National Guard, correct? Right. Okay. Okay. I make sure because, you know, your life, I don't fucking remember every detail. <laughs> Andrea, what's your thoughts on this? Do, is she, and she stares at small pictures of you that she hides in her combat boots. <laughs> what are why, my thoughts? Um, why are you flipping your tongue down? I mean in your shoe, Andrea. Yes, what were your thoughts on this topic? So, um, I... So there, there are times I, I wasn't happy with me, but you need to accept yourself and, and understand this is you and just accept it. I, I don't know. For me, I guess it's each individual. I can't speak for anybody else, but I'm like, it's a doctor's office. It's what I'm used to. Weigh me, blood pressure, whatever. You know, that's reasonable. And I'm going to read Rubia's <laughs> comment here. Maria says, I want to say bullshit, but I know people who obsess to the point of landing themselves in the hospital over their weight. Seeing the number could actually cause them such distress that it could be physically harmful to them. And that's fair. And at that point in time, I'd love to say it's the uh, doctor's or nurses or office's job to recognize these patients and work with them. And offer other options and availability, case by case, as we has already been said. But doctors' offices, from what I've seen, aren't like the old movies in the fifties or sixties or even seventies. They don't know your name. And here's an example: I went to a doctor locally, had over a period of four months two or three video consults with her, and three or four office consults. So five to seven visits. And on the last visit I went to, she told me, it's nice to finally meet you in person. And I'm like, I've been coming here like once a month for the past six months. We've met (laughs) multiple times. They don't know. You're just cattle. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. This same no. doctor would, yeah, Andrea. No, you hmm? finish your thought, and I could, yeah. This same doctor would interrupt me as I'm describing what I'm dealing with, what I'm going through, why I'm there. With I've got a medication for that. Now I'm paraphrasing it, but she would start typing frantically, and like I can get you this, and I'm like, stop. Can we treat? The cause instead of the symptom? I mean, you could give me medication for the symptom, but can we look at the cause and and try to fix that? Which, by the way, might be my fat ass on that scale. Because it was things that when she looked at me, she's like, but you don't need to lose weight. I'm like, no, I am overweight. 
I need to lose 20 to 30 pounds. And she goes, oh, well, if you lost that much, all these things would probably go away. And I'm like, why aren't we working on that? Andrea, what are you going to say? I'm sorry. I'm going to say, well, because I work in a medical office. And we see, I may not see, we may not see as many people as some of the hospitals, but with the masks. Sometimes it's hard to remember people. That's and fair. I know when you were going during the COVID thing, so that that might. Right. Okay. You know what, though? People don't forget this fucking personality. Because <laughs> I was like Where this in the doctor's office, minus swearing. Yeah, Ed. Um, my thing about the card thing is like, okay, here we go. Another fucking gimmick. And people are actually paying for this. When all you got to do is walk in the doctor's office and say, I'm not getting on the damn scale today. So let's go do the rest of the shit we need to do. That's actually a great piece of information. Something you guys, everybody needs to remember is you can turn down, deny, refuse any treatment. If they say we want to weigh you, you could say no. If they want to put that blood pressure cuff on you, you could say no. If they say, we're going to give you this medication, you could be like, I'm not filling that prescription. You can... I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> I've done that, as I just described, where I'm like, calm down and stop <laughs> typing. <laughs> it's... Uh, and also, as I make changes in my life... I suspect I'll be able to ease off and get off pretty much all the medication. Though, for all you other old fuckers out there, I am staying on the one-a-day vitamin and the potassium for the calf cramps, even if I buy it in the goddamn grocery store. And uh, I don't know mm -hmm. about the aspirin, though. I'll monitor my blood pressure for about two weeks, and I'll determine if I need that blood-thinner aspirin every day. And then Andrea will harass me and suggest and help in the way she does. With a rolled up newspaper. Tell me to get out of litter box. So. Because the cats are already in there. <laughs> there are times there's a line forming. While we're Anyhow. Um, let's talk about. Really. Maria you can't get potassium pills there? Wow. Okay. Maria, if that's actually the case, I'm going to say back-channel me a message. We'll create an exchange program where we send you potassium and you send us, I don't know, fucking Canadian snacks. That's a good trade for me. I'm good with that. <laughs> Nothing with fish. I don't, I don't need any fucking fish chips. Goddamn Nova Scotia. Anyhow, um... Then again, you know what? A nice swordfish steak, you could send that. I'd be okay with that. You guys get a lot of that right up there. You don't have the special Pringles. You don't have the special Pringles. Maria, here's what I'll tell you. Your Pringle is special to us. <laughs> okay, so Joss Whedon. Let's talk about Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon is a director of things such as Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Avengers... Justice League movie before they did the Zack Schneider release and many other great films. And recently, he's been under fire 
by three individuals, which, Ed, do you have this article up? I don't have that article up, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Did you pull up any fucking articles when I'm like, articles are your job tonight? <laughs> no. <laughs> you pull that up, I'll, I'll give the breakdown of this article. Um, and I'm paraphrasing well, If you're going to do that, why the fuck am I pulling it up? Because I'm not going to remember everything, <laughs> and you're going to be able to correct me and yell at me and tell me I'm wrong. Come okay. on. Always fun for the crowd. Um, Ed deleted them all, says Maria. <laughs> so, Joss Whedon, who I really like his work. I really do. And if somebody doesn't realize how important... Love his work. Yeah. If you don't realize how important a director is, I will name some... Oh, sorry. Got excited with my bell. I will name some films mm-hmm. you can go watch that you'll realize. One great example is Indiana Jones. Yes, Andrea? Have you seen Cabaret? There's yeah, there's an example. But if you compare Indiana Jones to John Carter, they're both a very similar feel-type movie. Yeah, very different stories, but whatever. Um, the point is, because of direction and pacing, what the, the movie didn't hit the right point. So directors are important. Joss Whedon is under fire recently by three people. Gal Gadot, who played Wonder Woman, uh, the gentleman who played Cyborg, and the woman who, I believe her first real name is Charisma, and she was on the television series of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And that would have been it. What's that? That was it. Oh, thank you very much. I won 300 bits. Thank you so much, Ed. Um, it's underscore just underscore yeah, a underscore not cheered. X300. was an angel. Charisma Carter, I believe. Charisma I... Carter says Buffalo Vampire, yeah. vampire Slayer. See? I know I shouldn't pull Both. that article up. Both. Um, according to Kennedy. And so Gal Gadot said he was rude to her on set said things like i'll tie you to a train track before i delete this scene when he says what i said is i don't i'm not going to delete this scene or not film this scene you'd have to tie me to a train track with an oncoming train before i would do that the gentleman, I forget the guy's name who played Cyborg, but this this guy uh, said a lot of his scenes were cut. And he was very upset with that, and that was Joss Whedon's decision. And Charisma said there was points in time on the set during Buffy that Joss yelled at her, and one time when she was four months pregnant, Joss called her fat. So, with all- McCard. <laughs> the the don't weigh me card or the yellow card what card are you talking about with this the yellow card <laughs> so Andrea do you have some thoughts on this no thoughts at all you have thoughts you're not saying them I mean I wasn't there so I don't know the situation there's always three Three sides to every story. True. I don't know. Ed, you've scanned the article, right? 
Mm -hmm. Did I hit most of the points? Is there anything I missed that you feel you, needed? You hit the point. You got the point. You hit the point. And okay. There's a part of me that says, okay, nobody deserves to be mistreated physically and or verbally. Right. And there's another part of me that says, you're fucking prima donna getting paid a lot of fucking money. Suck it up. Right. And that's kind of where I'm standing. Well, yeah, Andrea. Going on that, one is the boss, one is the employee. Were they doing their job incorrectly and they weren't paying attention on how to do it correctly? And that happened, you know? You know. My thought is... I mean, damn, it's not like they were going through Marine Corps boot camp. Right. In bad shoes, high heels or something. In bad um, shoes, yeah. See, Maria says, I wasn't there, so I can't say who is telling the truth. But if he was harassing them, then he should be held accountable. And that uh, when you're directing a movie, your job is to, and you're under a lot of pressure, like millions and millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars of fucking pressure. It's an incredible yeah. amount of pressure that I could never handle or even imagine personally. Um, wouldn't even want to try it. I love the idea of directing a movie, by the way. I, I feel like I have the vision. I do not have the stamina and endurance to deal with that bullshit. So kudos to those that do. little thumbs up to James Gunn, J.J. Abrams, Steven Spielberg. And we'll give a pinky up to George Lucas, who I love in a different way, for his creative genius, not his directing ability. So the point... <laughs> The point I'm trying to make here is uh, you're under a lot of pressure. You're going to react emotionally. You're also trying to trigger emotion or inspire emotion in these actors. Um, and also, when you're in a workplace, has anybody here never said something inappropriate at work? Because you feel comfortable with the people around and you feel like you can say that thing, blow off that steam, make that joke. Andrea, have you ever done it? It's an audio show. you got to say something. I don't know if I want to say anything. <laughs> Ed, have you ever done that? Have I ever done it? Oh, yeah. you're talking to me. Hell yeah. Right. I've done it almost on a daily basis. In every fucking job I've ever had. Until, mm -hmm. until I get in trouble and have to shut up for a couple weeks. Um, and, and I figured it's the same thing with Joss. Now, if he's an asshole, actually, absolutely, point a finger and go, he's an asshole. And don't fucking work for him. It's that easy. But here's a guy over... Shit, when did Buffy come out? Even if we just start with Buffy, that was... Mid nineties, like when Xena and Hercules was ending. Yeah. Uh so twenty-five plus years of directing. And this is the worst complaint we're getting about him. Mm -hmm. He yelled at me. It, something interesting you said though. Mm -hmm. Creating the emotion for the next scene. Could that have been a part of it? I doubt it. It could have been. Absolutely could have been. But from these three particular complaints, I don't think it was inspiring somebody in their role. Mm. Um, and I'm going to read some comments here. 
So Maria says, see, the thing is, when people are being harassed by my boss, it wasn't right, and it was a huge HR issue. Asshole got fired. Just because he was making millions doesn't excuse a boss from being a complete dick and making employees uncomfortable or seem threatened. If he did. Maria, yeah. But here's the deal. These are the worst accusations. He called me fat. I thought he said he wanted to tie me to a train track, and he cut my seams. Those are the peak of the mountain. Because trust me, when a news agency stirs up drama, they don't fucking go for the little shit like he yelled at me. So, and it doesn't sound consistent. It sounds like one time from the article that I read, which again is stirring up shit because that sells copy. So... Mm, again, like you, I wasn't there. But from what I'm seeing, and Gary says there are no inappropriate statements in construction, <laughs> as in construction work, folks. We will insult your wife, call you a fairy, accuse yeah. you of giving out free blowjobs in the Portageon. And the point is to get you to cry. <laughs> kind of like the military, right, Ed? Or <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like coming to my house for Thanksgiving. Whatever, we're going to move on. See, Ed, you should show up for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Don't ask me why I have a porta john. Anyhow, um, whose turn is it next year, sweetie, to give out blowjobs on the porta john? I'm I'm not doing it for a third year. You poor guy. No, no, no. Get paid this time. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Okay, so don't drink the blue water, Gary. Don't. Don't do it. Okay, so um, further thoughts on Joss Whedon, and then we go into the big nah. topic. Nothing? Nothing? Nah. Okay. I'll check the comments nah. here in a moment. Okay, so folks, here here's the final one. We want to talk a little bit about careful... Careful, back away from the dumpster and keep your matches and lighters in your pockets. We want to talk about Joe Rogan and Spotify. Now, we went over a couple articles right before we went on air. And Andrea, I want to bat this back towards you just because I love to hear the sound of your voice. Um, so, Joe Rogan is under fire from huge names, legendary musicians that haven't produced anything for 20, 30 years. Um, actually, I exaggerate on that. But we're talking about like Neil Young, um, Joni Mitchell, um, the guitarist from Bruce Springsteen's band, um, Lofgren. Neil Lof, Lof Lofgren? Neil Lofgren. I don't remember. Neil Lofgren from the East Street Band. <laughs> but they have threatened, promised, demanded that they will take their music off of Nils. That, thank you, Gary. Nils. Yeah, Nils Lofgren. Um, take their music off of Spotify if Spotify doesn't pull Joe Rogan's podcast because they say he's spreading information, disinformation. 
misinformation, and lies regarding things such as COVID, coronavirus-19. Now, Joe has responded by going, I'm just going to make it short and sweet. Sorry if I pissed you all off. I'll try to show some other points of views. And it has been pointed out that basically, yet Joe didn't say anything, but he has people on his show that he interviews that says some fucking outrageous shit. And because of that, people are like, it's his show, he said it. So, are we being too sensitive about that, Andrea? I'm still not sure who Joe Rogan is. Actually, you know I what? I know you've told me. Um, this is a guy, and, and I told you about this a couple days ago, Andrea. I'm going to say it again on air for everyone else. I actually posted to our little back channel group here with Ed, Andrea, and myself, and whoever else is participating in Talk of the Tavern on a regular basis at that time, a clip of Joe Rogan's show when it was on YouTube, pre-Spotify, and I believe he was interviewing Jamie Foxx about mm-hmm. how dangerous it is to mm-hmm. be offensive or do offensive comedy as a stand-up comedian. And this is something that yeah. we were dealing with on Talk of the Tavern, having to change things. Um, because we didn't... See, are we afraid to offend people, or are we just afraid of getting kicked off our platform if enough people get offended and complain? I, I, I'm not afraid to offend people, because if we offend somebody, somebody else will like that, and then they'll start listening to us. I'm afraid to get kicked off our platform if we start offending people. <laughs> Anybody offended by that? Because we could be gone tomorrow if you get a petition. Yeah. Andrea, any thoughts on this before uh, I read comments? I'm not offended. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> Maria says, okay, so I know nothing about this. But this Joe guy basically said, sorry, and is going to, or already has, made steps to correct the issue. Ish. He's a personality, Maria. So don't take that apology too much to heart. He did what he needed to do. But he literally said, sorry if I pissed you off. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And and now he said like a paragraph before it. And it was done on Twitter or Instagram. I think Instagram. Instagram. Gary says, oh my God, we're just going to stir the pot with this fucking comment. Gary says, <laughs> hold on, I should like reread these before I actually, okay, I could do that one. Damn. <laughs> goddamn cat running across my fucking keyboard and fucking shit up. Um, okay. No, I can read all this. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not inflammatory. You can read it. I'm just saying I can read it. Okay, so Gary says, it's a tactic of the left to cancel people, whether they're right or wrong. All you have to do is disagree. I'm a registered patriot voter, no party. Gary, clarify, does that mean independent? Since 18, and by the way, that's the age of 18, not the year. 
and I want to hear what everyone has to say. I was a dope-smoking hippie and a gun-toting killer for Uncle Sam, as in served in the military. That's my brother. Right. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to say. First of all, it's the tactic of fucking people. Yeah, it seems to be primarily a left, uh, liberal, Democrat tool at the moment, but both fucking sides use it in different ways to get... Yeah, this happens. Fucking people. Um, <laughs> this is funny. Okay, it is called independent because I've been registered independent since I first registered to vote too. So I'm with you on that one. Um, but yeah, people, there is a mob mentality, a witch hunt mentality out there right now that if you get enough people, yeah. whatever side they're on, to rise up and go, I'm offended, I'm hurt, I feel threatened. This is enough to create a large-scale society reaction to put down without investigation and with severe bias and discrimination whatever that group is upset about. Right. Let's get you kicked off your platform. Let's get you kicked off this show. Let's get you kicked out of this movie. Whatever the project is, let's let's get you fired from your job. Right. You know, um, police officers donated money to a recent individual that was on trial, and they got fired from their job. So, you know, um, what the fuck? Um, I want to read Maria's comment. It, it kind of flips back to what we were talking about previously with Joe Rogan as opposed to where we've moved right now. But she says, quote, sorry if I pissed you off, end quote. Sounds a lot more sincere than my deepest apologies, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Thank you. Give the guy his platform. He's not, from what I've seen creating danger and there have been some people in the past 12 to 15 months who i went they're super powerful and super important and they need to be shut down on these social media platforms because they are creating potentially dangerous situations um so, yeah andrew so with them taking their music off of spotify isn't that kind of <laughs> like fighting themselves Mm -hmm. isn't it more hurting them than this other person because then nobody will hear their things they'll never know it's, it's the dollar it's it's kind of like blacks boycotting in the 60s okay i don't shop in your store because you don't hire any black people you're going to miss that money and i guess that's the frame of thought if i don't have my music on your platform anymore you're going to miss that money sooner or later. My, my favorite thing about the Neil Young thing, though, is one of the memes that's been going around, and I love this one because the meme goes, everyone under 30, who's Neil Young? They don't know who the fucking Neil Young is. Right. Everyone aged 31 to 60, Neil Young is still alive. I thought the motherfucker was dead. Right. Everyone's, everyone's 61 and over, what's Spotify? <laughs> It's uh love that meme. That's a good meme. Um so there goes the point of, you know, 
what you're kind of hurting yourself maybe i don't know this yeah, this exactly. is with, with nils lofgren joni mitchell and i'm sure neil young i'm sure there's a bunch of other people jumping on this too but these are your big spotlight names that people might mm-hmm. have a chance to recognize and remember i put out pointed out nils lofgren which if you're actually into music for more than the past 10 15 years you recognize the name even if you can't like if you said nils lofgren i'd be like I know that name. Don't know where it's from. Now, Andrea knew it. Maybe Ed knew it. But prefaced by the guitarist from Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band, Nils Lofgren. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I got this. Um, But my first thought when I heard these particular people, you want to tell me Beyonce and Jay-Z and others are like, we're going to pull our music uh, Nicki Minaj, I'm going to pull my music, you know, even Eminem, who's not really spotlight at this point in time, I'm going to pull my, okay. Now everybody, now everybody knows what Travis listens to. <laughs> I listen to everything really straight from uh, Nils Lofgren, one of my favorites, I love you guy. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, straight up too. Anyhow. Um, Maria says... I honest to God did not know he was still alive and that she has turning 32. Oh, he's much older than 32, Maria. No, no, no. No, no, come on. <laughs> I'm kidding. Nils Lofgren is definitely 32. I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, again, I'm feeling and, and pulling everything in together. The litter boxes... The Don't Weigh Me cards, the Joss Whedon thing, the Joe Rogan. Ed, are we too sensitive as a society? I, 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 I think so. I mean, yes, I know times are changing. And yeah, to a certain degree, we need to change with the times. But Absolutely. We're, we're getting ourselves all bent out of joint about silly shit let people say what they want to say if you don't want to listen to joe rogan on spotify you don't have to you can listen to neil young yep it's true andrea are we too sensitive i think ed summed it up Uh, i think ed summed it up maybe yeah we are as a society becoming more sensitive and nobody's forcing you to do anything so don't do what you don't want to do you don't have to listen to them you don't have you know and here's what i'm gonna say i love that we're becoming more sensitive to different points of views lifestyles uh, all the things i grew up persecuted i am as a white guy i'm not comparing myself to any other group by the way absolutely everybody had it worse than i did sure let's go with that but because of how I presented myself and carried myself, I faced all kinds of ridicule and violence growing up. So I love the fact that maybe a kid like me back then doesn't have to deal with that shit today. On the other hand, life is hard sometimes, and you're not going to get a card to hold up Every time you turn around, folks, there's going to be points in time that life or 
a fucking person is going to punch you in the face, literally or figuratively. And you can't protect your children, again, figuratively or literally, from everything life is going to throw at you. And being prepared for these things, again, moving society to where we don't have to do that preparation for these things. But at this point in time, it's still out there. So let's make these changes and work towards that. But let's not go to that extreme where we're just idiots and we're opening ourselves up to be blind for when some real shit comes down the pike. Sticks and stones, man. Sticks and stones. Anyhow, let's wrap this episode up. I appreciate all the people in chat. So, uh, Maria and Gary and Kennedy and Trin and everybody else who popped in. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out. We're going to do our little outro. And uh, we will catch you guys on the next episode. Good to be back. Andrea, Ed, thank you so much for showing up tonight and not hanging up when Absolutely. I call Okay, where's my <laughs> outro music here? Before we go, I want to remind everyone that you can email us at talkofthetavernshow at gmail.com to let us know your thoughts on the show's topic, suggest another topic that you'd like to hear us discuss, or just have us read a message out on air to someone in your life. Thanks for supporting the show by downloading the podcast, sharing it on social media, grabbing some shirt stickers and mugs from bit.ly slash tavern merch, or barware patches and hats from bit.ly slash tavern merch too. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash tavern merch or tavern merch and the number two. Thanks to everyone who joined us live at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk and everyone who supports the tavern by subscribing, hosting, throwing bits, raids, and most of all, commenting. Thanks for joining us in the discussion shenanigans tonight. You are the one thing that makes the show what it is. Don't forget to join us at the tavern next week. Until then, have fun, keep learning, and be good to one another. Now, raise your glass in good cheer. Enjoy the small moments every day and steamy dreams every minute.